It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code Dana. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and use code Dana. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered sustainable what do you say to those families who say listen we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months if not years this is just not sustainable well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes this is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm um what in cinnamon toast crunch hell is that what is that what can i'm sorry can i just hear the end again his answer I know it's Friday. We're all kind of like, it's Independence Day weekend. Can I just, just humor us all? Go ahead. The from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Oh, it's, so it's about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm? Um, okay. It's just weird to me that that's the answer. Welcome. It's Friday. That's how we're starting off. Dana last year with you. Happy Friday. That was, that was one of uh, the top aides to Biden who says he was, and he's, he's being specifically asked about, you know, gas prices and like, what's, this is kind of bad. Like how long are people expected to deal with this? And he's all like, you know, whenever that doesn't sound that sounds like, first off, first off, it sounds like a very elitist thing to say. It's, and it's Brian Deese, by the way. And he was, you know, I mean, that's a legitimate question. This is all something, too, you can tell that this is where they all stand. It's just however long it takes, because they think it's cheaper for you to go out and buy an electric vehicle, average price of $56,000 to go out and buy an electric vehicle than it is for you to, to, they think it's cheaper to do that than it's actually, I mean, the high gas prices suck, but it's very expensive to get an EV. Speaking of which, yeah, this is, this is the same consistent message though. However long it takes to force behavior, audio soundbite one, POTUS. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. Oh, as long as it takes. <sighs> well, don't you feel better now? As long as it takes to force behavior. I don't. That just still doesn't, even if it means like, re- like diminishing the ability of the United States to act and, and, and security and sovereignty, blah, blah, blah. Golly. <sighs> I'm telling you. So that's, I've got a whole bunch of economic headlines that I almost don't even want to share with you. What was it this time last year? They were saying, oh, you get to save... 16 percent on uh oh 16 cents sorry 16 cents i'm here let me pull this up 
because they they made a video last year and they were trying to show like look you saved three cents on a bag of potato chips look you're saving 16 percent on your hot dog well this year guess what this year you maybe will get to eat an eighth of a hot dog but you know what it's it's healthy eating that's maybe that's how the administration's going to spin it because everything has increased and if you can get what you need to get and the quantities that you need to get everything is increased in price so you know maybe instead of getting a whole hot dog maybe you you know you got you know get a fourth of it right your family can split a delicious hot dog this fourth of july weekend one delicious hot dog and just cut it up into fours hopefully you don't have any more in your fam than that maybe cut up that hot dog bun too it's it's a very expensive hot dog it's delicious it's a luxury hot dog luxury items i want ribs yeah, no, that's not going to happen because something about eating meat is bad. Bill Bill Gates, the man with man boobs, wants everyone to eat as poorly as he does, apparently. I don't know. It's just, the, I, I have all these headlines about businesses preparing for recessions, majority of Americans cutting back spending due to immense financial pressure. 50% of Americans are spending up to $500 more on groceries. They're spending $250 extra on gas per month. The stock market has had the worst first half of a year since 1970. And Thursday, just yesterday, was also the market's worst three-month period since the start of the pandemic. But, you know, you can, you're going to save... No, you're not going to save any money on a hot dog. Cut it up in fours so you all can have a piece. But, you know, whatever it takes, as long as it takes, maybe you can just, you know, buy just buy an EV. Maybe you can just, you know, we got to change our behavior. We have to consume less. That's what I hear over and over again from these people. Well, I mean, that is the goal. That's the goal. But, hey, if you think that we're on the wrong track, you know, just audio sound by four, Brian Deese just wants you to know that you're wrong. But these are uncertain times, and when prices are high, uh, people are uh, understandably frustrated when they're pulling up at the gas pump, and uh, that is that's understandable. Uh, and at the same time, uh, it is our our job, and it's the president's firm conviction uh, that what he can do as president is to take every responsible action that he has. Um, and we have, uh, and also remind the American people that even as we go through this challenging period, even as we move through this uh, transition, transition. Uh, we also have made historic economic progress. And that's not uh, t- uh, to suggest that people shouldn't feel the anxiety that they feel. Of course, they, they do. Yeah, yeah, people have anxiety over it. This is moronic. See, they keep telling you that it's a transition, like it's going to get better. Oh, no, see, in order to get better, you have to go through this rough patch. That's not how it works. If it's going to get better, then it's going to start getting better. It's not going to suck. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, here it is. That's like a Mean Girls description. Do you remember at that point when when Lindsay Lohan or Katie Heron was giving Regina George the weight gaining bar? And she was like, oh, Regina George looks at it and she says, all the directions are in Swedish. And she's like, yeah, everybody in Africa speaks Swedish. Remember that? (laughs) And she says, and then she goes, yeah, I see you bloat and then all your weight drops. It's the same thing. Did you see that movie, Kane? You didn't? Steve, help me out here. You saw that, right? Oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. See, there you go. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, you bloat and bloat, and, and then just, you know, boop, just the weight drops. And then she can't shop at 
one, three, five anymore because she doesn't wear a one or a three or a five. Yeah, and she has to actually go to a six, and they told her to go to pennies. Oh, man. That was the worst. The worst. But that's, that's, he's doing the mean girl's argument here. Well, you know, it's like really bad, and it's, you know, it's transitioning. And, um, you know, but it's transitioning. It's temporary. Like, there's a promise of something getting better. It's not going to get better. Not on this path, anyway. It's not going to get better. Not going to happen. And especially... When you when you have the administration pushing for spending and he's gosh, his new low his new low in polls. The RCP average, this was Wednesday, showed his approval rating. It's plummeted again. Wait, you know, do you realize how many times I say that every week when we have new polls? I'm like, oh, it's a new low. Is it though? It is a new low. Every week it's a new low. It continues to plummet. He uh Wow, his disapproval is almost 60%. That's insane. And his all-new low approval, or his all-new high disapproval, he actually has lower approval ratings than Trump did at, like, Trump's worst moment. Every president has a low. And they always, everybody always like to, to, to pretend that, oh, Trump's low is the lowest of all presidents ever. No, Biden's is, actually. This is... Whew. Trump hit a low of 37% RCP average, 58% disapproval in December of 2017. Biden is beating that. Hey, he's number one. He did that. He can say that. Now, that Democrats have remedied everything, they're focusing on introducing a transgender bill of rights to expand access. And by that, mean, by that phrase, they mean to get other people to pay for it. Gender-affirming care. So, un necessary non-medical surgery 89 house democrats twitchy noted they stopped crying over roe v wade long enough to introduce this bill and you have uh premier jayapal who said that it's going to ensure transgender people can lead full and happy lives because somehow there's a boogeyman preventing them and that you apparently have to have the government facilitate your quote-unquote gender-affirming care, meaning your non-medically necessary surgery or hormone treatment, etc. From the Hill, the proposal is called the, well, dubbed the Transgender Bill of Rights. And they said it's going to codify the Supreme Court's Bostock v. Clayton County decision from 2020 protecting employees against discrimination for being gay or transgender. It says the proposal is going to amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to explicitly include protections for gender identity and sex characteristics, expand access to gender affirming care and ban conversion therapy. And of course, the NEA supports it. So we're talking mandates for surgery that changes one's sex hormones puberty blockers and really ultimately i mean it's like sterilization this is some black mirror stuff and the surgeries i mean it is again non-medically necessary i also stopped and mentally paused over the whole sex characteristics to protect sex characteristics because i still just am amused at the complete irony after so many decades of the left saying, oh, don't objectify women, don't objectify XYZ, don't focus on these 
appearance variables, and yet those are the same flags that are used to mark their gender and they or their their appropriated gender. It's just it's an odd message because it contradicts the whole previous anti-objectification message that they had. So this bill, there are a number of people who have actually done it. I've actually co-sponsored it. There's 84 co-sponsors. And something like this, they said it would, it would, uh, the resolution is going to ensure transgender people can live full, happy life. I don't know what, again, what is preventing them from doing that? This will pass the House because the House is crazy. I mean, well, it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate, but it'll pass the House. This is why it's very important to win the Senate. We got some movement on that as well in the Senate primary. You have uh, the only consistent Second Amendment contender in the Missouri Senate primary, Eric Schmidt, the current AG, who was just endorsed today by Gun Owners of America. And he is the, he's the only, con- again, he's the only contender that didn't use the mom's demand gun control language to bash the Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act. He never created a gun-free zone. He also never refused to support constitutional carry like uh, the other contender, the guy who had to cut a deal with Kim Gardner so he wouldn't get impeached. We have a lot more to get into. Just let, let me set the table for you. Coming up, media, airline hell. Uh, elections we have some tech headlines four questions that will haunt democrats all summer and hunter and joe biden's links you know this they go way way deeper and deeper by the day a lot to hit if you're like me you're growing more and more concerned about the future inflation is at its highest level in 40 years interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession but they're using terms like quote economic hurricane and unprecedented so if you want to protect your future do what i did call the only precious metal dealers that i trust american hartford gold american hartford gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver so get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your ira or 401k they're the highest rated firm in the country with an a-plus rating from the better business bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899. The chance for nuclear war increases every day that the war in Ukraine continues. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, national security expert Brandon Weikert and I also discuss how China is weaker than Russia in one key area, why Taiwan's defenses are dangerously weak, and how Joe Biden wants to make the same mistake with Iran that we did with China. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Please leave the bear and bison alone when you go to the park. I have two separate stories here. So a third person got gored by a bison in Yellowstone, a 71-year-old Pennsylvania woman. She said she and her daughter were returning to their car at Trailhead and that the incident occurred near Storm Point. 
and that the Park Service described the bison as wild and unpredictable. Stay 25 yards away, but yet no one stays 25 yards away. I think they're still investigating just how far away she was. I mean, because they're not typically known to just start charging for the parking lot. I just, you got to be careful. You're in the animal's house. And then two out-of-state visitors were injured in and around Yellowstone. uh, And then one was attacked by a bison and another by a grizzly in separate incidents days apart. A 68-year-old outdoorsman from Buffalo was in the middle of a backpacking trip, and he got mauled by a grizzly. And then he was carrying bear spray, but bears bears don't care about your bear spray. They do care about lead, though, when it's fired from a gun. But sadly, the administration thinks that bear spray is just enough for you. Uh, Despite his injuries, he was able to actually activate his personal locator beacon, and it sent out distress signal to local law enforcement, so they helicoptered him him to the hospital. Then you had somebody else who a uh, Colorado Springs guy, he got he got gored by, another one got gored by a bison. Stop. It's just, if you see a bison, it's not a like fun, fun little cuddly animal. Stay away from it. And just watch out for bear. The bear thing, that scares me. That Because bears, they don't care about bear spray. They really don't. Let's see. A British climate activist, defl- oh, wow. They deflated more than 40 tires on SUVs in, in New York City's Upper East Side. And they left all these annoying leaflets saying your gas guzzler kills Groups warn more cities will be struck in the coming weeks. You do that in Texas, you're going to FAFO, and it's not going to be good for you. That's all I'm going to say. They, they, It's called Tyre, T-Y-R-E, the British one, Tyre Extinguishers in the UK. And they say they want to make it impossible to own huge polluting 4x4 in the world's urban areas. Well, I want to make it impossible for giant jack wagons from the UK to come and terrorize people in the United States. Let's just imagine being that annoying. Scientists are warning Cape Cod beachgoers of giant sharks. Is it Jaws part, what is it, three, four? Massive man-eaters, including great whites, are lurking in the waters near the popular vacation destination. I actually, that's one place I wouldn't swim, is near Cape Cod. They say, just watch out for the sharks because you're in the shark's house. One man has never missed a day of work in his life. A Burger King employee, 27 years and he received over six figures, over $270,000 in donations. Kevin Ford, 54, of Las Vegas. He's the real MVP today. This man, 27 years, never a sick day, nothing. I mean, he, he works at a cook and cashier in Burger King and McCarran Airport. And so they're taking care of him, which they should. You take care of the people who take care of your people. So it's awesome. We got a lot more in store. Economy, are you cutting back for the fourth? I'm not. Stick with us. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Looking at these supply side issues and believing that they would be resolved relatively quickly. And that by that, I mean, there was going to be there were going to be vaccinations. Everyone would get vaccinated. So the millions of people who dropped out of the labor force would come right back in. So wages wouldn't be under such pressure. That didn't happen for a range of reasons. Wait, it didn't happen. In addition, the- he's actually blaming People not getting vaccinated for inflation inflation and the onset of a recession. You've got to be kidding me. That is such garbage. I'm honestly, Lord put a hand over my mouth because I'm at my end with this. At my end. That's Powell, right? Yeah, Jerome Powell. Jeez. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Friday. It's the 1st of July already, which is crazy. So it's Independence Day Eve, Eve, Eve. That's right, yeah. yeah. Eve, Eve to the third power. Okay, I'm just I'm curious. 
No, we all know what the reset, what the onset. And I and I I feel like we're we are just in an undeclared recession. Is that being too dramatic? Because it really does feel that way. No, we're officially in a recession. Yeah, As but of, everyone's like, oh, well, we're kind of go. Yeah, but but it looks no. like we're in it already. Two solid quarters, negative GDP. Yeah, that is a recession. Uh, that uh, the consumer spending, housing, and I have a bunch of other things up here. Um, the yeah, like like this one. The U.S. is you know it's kind of going towards a recession. It's slouching towards a recession. No, we're in it. We're we're really in it. That's a great indicator. I mean. They're also, let me pull this up, because this was something I had retweeted this earlier. Greg Palowitz had noted this. Nancy Pelosi tweeted out, uh, she said this, she had uh, a, a graph of container freight rates, and it said inflation pressures are easing. She tweeted, and I'm going to read it verbatim, just bear with me, grab something, grab a table, you're going to fall down. Two weeks ago, Democrats took action to bring down inflation for U.S. consumers by taking on shipping cartels. Hashtag big ship. That raised their rates by up to a thousand percent over the pandemic. Since the bill was introduced, rates have gone down steadily, even faster since it became law. Hashtag Democrats deliver. So... So the thing they're, as Greg noted, they're taking credit for the decline in shipping rates, which is actually due to the recession. People are, I mean, I have the numbers. People are buying less, less and less and less. And then you have this, this train of thought. This comes from, who's this? Oh, gosh. If, I wouldn't trust this dude for the weather. His name is Aaron Schaefer. Here's his 15 minutes. He's some meteorologist in Minneapolis. I don't know. So he, he links to this story about gas prices from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Has the headline, Minnesotans. You got to say it like a Minnesota. Minnesotans face the insanity of gas at nearly $5 per gallon. This is what this dweeb tweets. He shows the story and he goes, quote, the real insanity is people not changing their habits or buying smaller, more fuel efficient vehicles despite soaring prices and climate emergency. They blame the people who are being victimized and not the politicians doing the victimizationing. That's the victimizing. That's what it is. Yeah, you, they want, see, look, I've been telling you this. This is a part of a whole, this is why I hate tiny houses. The tiny house show, you get to live in a five square feet. I remember when I was a kid, only people who lived in and around St. Louis are going to know this. And I, this always stuck with me. The magic house. Kane, you know the magic house, right? I got a, I got a button with me touching this static electricity ball. My hair's all standing up. Every, if you're from, if you were born and raised in St. Louis, or if you attended any, if you ever went to the Magic House as a kid, you got one of them buttons. That's like a rite of passage. You got your button. That and your book it button. Anyway, so they have all these very interesting facts that are all over the walls of the Magic House. Really interesting stuff. And there was one that always stuck out to me, and it's, I'm assuming, well, it was, and this is like, you know, a while ago, 30 years ago, wow. Uh, there was one that was near where you would enter the slide and slide down three stories 
and it showed there was a sign and then there was just a square with like an empty plexiglass like square dome on top of it and it said something like by 20 whatever all Americans will live and have you know that they're, they're going to take up all the all the land and they're only going to have this much living space I thought that was weird I thought it was dumb actually I'm like says who how can you predict something like that when everything is so unpredictable but there is this movement on the left that wants you to live a crappy life. That's why they got, I, and I'm slightly being facetious, but I always am suspicious. That tiny house show where they're like, enjoy living in a 10, 10 square feet of space. This couple, he's an underwater basket weaver and she diagrams sentences in Sanskrit. They have a budget of $5 million and they're going to spend six figures on this tiny house on wheel. It is... It's like smaller than an Airstream and they spend an ungodly amount of money on fixtures and stupid stuff that's not a real actual investment. And then these people are like, oh, we love downsizing and living in our bougie, you know, basically like traveling toilet. We love it. It's wonderful. So great. And they don't have any land. Most of these people don't have any land to put it on. And that's always like a problem later. They got to find out where they're going to put their little bougie box, where they're going to put it at. Their we shed. So... That and then the whole, you're, some people are going to hate me and I'm t- not saying this to be mean, but the shabby chic thing. Learn to love your crappy furniture. That's kind of what it is. I just, I don't know. It might be me. I just feel like there is, we're the United States of America, right? And this is the 21st century. Why are we doing things like, well, let's go back to crappier light bulbs that actually produce less light. Maybe you shouldn't have your air conditioning on. They're trying to send us back to like the days of yore. Live a crappier life so you can be more easily controlled and have fewer things. And Bill Gates and his man boobs will own everything. I mean, I just feel like that's the message. Am I, Kane, you always wear the tinfoil hat. Am I being too... A little wound up over this? No, I think you're right on the path of logic there. I'm just, I just, I'm a maximalist. I, I am, I'm not a minimalist. I am a max, a proud maximalist. And if it's gaudy, I like it. And I admit it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I only wear black because I can't dress myself. And it's, you know, it's a cool color. But I just, it is just amazing to me. Like this guy's like, I can't believe people don't change their habits. Why should, you know what? These are people who paid their taxes. These are people who get up and they go to work and they pay their taxes and they go and they pick up their kids. They pay their bills. They they do everything that they're supposed to do. They're responsible people. And by damn, if they want to be able to drive an SUV because they do, that's their joy and they've done everything right, who are you to tell them they can't and make them pay the price for the stupidity of politicians. This is a self-inflicted wound. (sighs) Aggravating. But we're going to sit here and legit entertain the idea of non-medically necessary taxpayer-funded surgery for people who want to appropriate another gender? Get your hand out my pocket. Done with it. Some countries are having second thoughts, apparently, about the uh, electric car mandates. Now, again, I say that I I hate having to preface this as like this is my, you know, indulgence here. But 
I like I don't dislike EVs. I just hate the argument that they're better for the environment. If you want an EV, just be like, you know, I want it because it's cool and it goes fast. I really don't give a rat's backside what it does anywhere else. Like the pollute, I don't care. Be honest about it. Come on. So, you know, that 2015 Paris Agreement, you had over 190 nations that all pledged they're going to reach net zero emissions by 2050. This is so not happening. And now they've, they all enacted these target dates to where cars have to be zero emission. But now they're all, a lot of them, and by a lot of them, all are having second thoughts. So the EU approved a plan to end all sales notes reason of vehicles with internal combustions by 2035. That was going to apply gasoline, diesel, et cetera, et cetera. But now there are, now you have all of these other EU member nations. Some of them are privately advocating for postponing it. Italy, Portugal, Slovakia, Bulgaria, Romania. They, they, they want um, a, they put off the total ban. They said that it's, it's, they need adequate and tailored transition periods and that it's just, you know, they're not realistic about what people actually can do. Even Japan was, was saying, you guys are ridiculous with this. Change your language. Morning Consult did a survey, and this was last year, last February, and they found that half of U.S. adults in the survey, if electric vehicles actually were more affordable, like if they were the same level of affordability as a traditional gas vehicle, that, yeah, they actually, they would, they would consider purchasing an EV. 18% of them said we'd even pay a little bit more. And this was even before, because this morning consult, this is fair, and by last February, I meant the last, last February. This was in 2021. 47% of consumers said their budget would be the same for an EV as for a conventional vehicle. 18% said they'd be willing to spend a little more. The maximum amount they would be willing to pay for an EV, their median price was 25K. National average, they, now this piece says it's 40, that's a lie. It's actually higher than that, especially with inflation. What is it with inflation? It's like near 60, isn't it? Something like that. Or it's like upwards. It's like over 55. Okay. With inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they said this is U.S. News. 15 million cars in 2021 sold and 535,000, according to CNBC, were electric vehicles. Even if you... I mean, even if people wanted to, let's just for the sake of an argument, say that everybody wanted to transition the way all these goofballs are saying it. You don't have enough resources to do it. You don't have enough manufacturing to do it. And there is no there is no possible way it can be done because there is not the the structure to facilitate it. Remove the desire of people entirely. It's just not realistic. And, it's, and, and these policies are created by people who've never had to live in the real world. They all like to imagine themselves as being part of these political dynasties. Every damn one of these Democrats think they're like the Kennedy 2.0. They're the second coming of JFK. Like the, the Biden dynasty. You're a Biden. Like they value that name like it's an old timey name, right? It's not. Dude, you just came up to be like in the set. Stop it. We got more to get into, including airlines. How much money would you take? in cash to give up your plane seat because so many of these planes are overbooked some airlines are going to some serious lengths to entice people to give up their seats i wouldn't do it i because i hate being inconvenienced more (laughs) i just can't do it we're going to talk about this small businesses bracing too for recession cutting back on expenses but we're in the recession already so we got a lot 
Democrats are getting worried about Senate races in blue states. Hillary makes a pathetic attempt to demonize Justice Thomas. And USA Today is the latest newsroom to crush diversity of thought. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Hi, my name is Cameron and I'm a member of our DID system. So Avery and I are both birds. I am a cardinal and Avery is a blue jay. We like AM air pronouns in particular because they feel even further removed from gender than they than theirs. And being birds, while we do have um, our own gender expression, we don't inherently have a gender at all. I don't and think not in the care. way that like we're just non-binary. It's that like our species as like an avian human hybrid does what? not inherently have any kind of gender at all. So you use them just like singular pronouns, like he, him, or she, her. What? Uh, spelling and pronunciation wise, it's like they, them, theirs without the TH at the beginning. That's so stupid. So the best way I think to practice is to write out um, no, a couple no of short sentences using like he, him, his, and himself. Girl, no one's And then this. go back through and erase all of those pronouns and fill them in with A, M, air, air, self. She almost makes me want to support abortion. Oh my gosh. Jeez. <sighs> I'm kidding. Okay. That's uh why? I don't even under so she's there that doesn't exist. So Birdman. She said she, it's not she. I'll call her whatever the hell I want. So Bugs Bunny Teeth here has she's a bird man? Bird woman? Yeah, I guess. How do man, this geez. you know what? I, I think this this planet is too crazy. That's why the asteroid won't hit us. Because the asteroid doesn't want to get, get, maybe it's catching. It doesn't want to get whatever we got. It's like a, a planetary, a whole planet is an asylum. What birds, human, avian? Nobody's doing this. Nobody's, st- it's not Halloween. Quit. It's like bird person on Rick and Morty. <laughs> I just, I don't even, I just, I don't even want to. No, you're not a bird. You're like a person. Shut up. This is so dumb. This is so dumb. You know, I was a tomboy when I was a kid. I, I had a little mini three-wheeler. Sorry, wheeler. Somebody was like, why do you say what? Because it's just, I don't know, Southern Missouri. I don't know. Sorry, three-wheeler. And then when they banned those, I had to wait until I got older to graduate to a big kid four-wheeler. Oh, my gosh. I was like Flat River Dunes. I was like everywhere with that thing, doing tricks. I busted my lip. I'm surprised I didn't break bones. And I'm glad that my mom was sane and she wasn't like, you're a tomboy. Maybe you should be a boy. Cut your boobs off. Maybe we should do. She she was the sane parent. I was a super tomboy, but I mean, it's the it's it just it's just so goofy. Does she does she poop on cars? Like what makes her a bird? I'm just. She's a liberal, so I probably. I don't know how I would react if I saw this like chick on my hood trying to be a bird. I on my clean windshield. I don't know. We got. It's Friday. Stop. We have a whole other hour, whole other two hours on the way. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana Show after this. They do not think that. 
you haven't found one person, one world leader to say America's going backwards. America's better positioned to lead the world than we ever have been. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. The one thing that has been destabilizing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States. Jeez, the outrageous behavior. You mean the people who adjudicated a case based on like perspective of the Constitution? That's not outrageous. He acts like they were like twerking on a bar, a bar top. Stop it. Welcome back to the show. It's Friday. Dana Lash here with you. DanaLash.com. We go up to the top, hit that subscribe button. It takes you to my newsletter, chapter and verse. All kinds of good stuff comes out there. So, um, hmm. This, uh, that was from some of the question and answer yesterday that, uh, that Biden was engaged in. And I really think they got something new to blame stuff on. The outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court now. Jeez. I guess they're getting past, like, the Putin price hike stuff. I don't know. Maybe not. It might come back. Oh, jeez. So he was asked this. I can't remember who was. I think it was a Reuters guy who asked him this. But he's, he can't. They've been unsuccessful in trying to blame everything on the Putin price hike, which, because you can see, gas prices were up substantially. And then, of course, people think America is going in the wrong direction. He keeps hitting new low approval after new low. Well, then the outrageous behavior. That sounds insurrection-y, i got to say. They have nobody to replace him. Except maybe they're going to try with this uh, Gavin Newsom out of California. Now, Gavin Newsom... He really wants to be the Ron DeSantis of the of the left really badly. And he's trying to seize on this, you know, gun control stuff as a way to leverage his influence. He's clout chasing. He tweeted one of the most awkward and stupidest videos I've ever seen. He's he's basically holding a little 22. But he thinks it's super dangerous because it's all black and tactical. He tweeted this morning, quote, This is an AR-15. It's a weapon of war. The gun industry is openly marketing these to kids with cartoons and many JR-15s. These don't belong in the hands of our kids or on the streets. I just signed two bills that ban ghost guns and these sick marketing ploys. You can't good luck enforcing a ban on ghost guns. That's so stupid. There's it's that's already federally regulated anyway, though, but he's holding up. He says it's an air 15. But what he's actually holding up is this is a just a 22 that. Cosmetically looks like a modern sporting rifle. I don't I don't like saying that because it's not a weapon of war. If I was going to war with somebody, I'm not going to I'm going to say something a lot bigger and meaner than what he thinks that is. But there, this is just so weird. And he holds it. He's holding it so awkwardly. He's holding the forward grip. Holding it so awkwardly. Then he puts the damn thing down and flags his whole camera crew. And just keeps it pointed at him. Tell me about safety, Gav. And what gets me is that, nope, the camera didn't even so much as like bump, nothing. That would have freaked me out. 
And then the progressive left, because, you know, the same it's the same mindset, same mindset as Alec Baldwin. They're like, well, it wasn't loaded. You know that for a fact? That's like one of the first rules of gun safety, you people who want to make policy about, quote unquote, gun safety. You treat every you treat every gun like it's loaded. He certainly didn't flags everybody. He was so uncomfortable holding that thing. He's I've he actually could probably him hold the way he was holding that rifle. That was the most successful appropriation of femininity. I think that I've ever seen. Actually, I know women. We a lot of us can hold it, manage it and handle it better than him. That's where this is just it was he flags everybody and keeps it like that. That reminded me of the time that uh, uh, Michael Bloomberg and Dianne Feinstein. And this was. I think this was shortly after Sandy Hook. They had this press conference and they were uh, talking about banning guns, a joint effort, something like this. And they had all of these, all of these guns on the table, all of the barrels pointed right at the press. It was, it was amusing. These are the people that know the least about it, but they want to regulate it the most. It goes, it's the dumbest thing. Yeah. What was that again? What was that, Michael? It goes, Go ahead. Jeez, this guy. Science. 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 Let's just go ahead and flag it. And it's a 22. He just thinks that it's, he just thinks that it's a, uh, you know, 223 because of the way it looks. I bet he would have no problem with like a, a Ruger uh, or a mini ranch. I bet he'd have no problem. Yeah. Well, it has the wood. How's the wood base? See, it has wood on it. It looks normal. Jeez, these people. All right, a few other things here going in this. Uh, looking at some of the some of the latest with election. Republicans still favored to win the House. 538 doesn't think they're going to take the Senate. I think it's going to be a toss-up. Uh, so does, uh, I think, uh, Crystal, the uh, Sabato's Crystal Ball and uh, Cook Political Report, RCP kind of has it toss-up. I think it's going to be, it's going to be close. It's a all hands on deck kind of situation, but there's no way Democrats retain the House. I mean, there's just, I just don't see it happening. But with the Senate, even if it's a toss up, I get worried because you have some some moderates that were elected and that are or at least they won the GOP nomination. You have uh, what's his face? Oz in Pennsylvania. He's a moderate. You can you can be happy as a Republican. He's I mean, he's previously been anti-gun. That's a big thing. And then when you look at uh, Missouri, you got Roy Blunt leaving the Senate seat. And just today, the attorney general there, Eric Schmidt, who had like the lead uh, brief, I think, in uh, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case. He got endorsed by Gun Owners of America this morning. They announced that uh, I saw that actually come across on Twitter. So he got endorsed by Gun Owners of America, which seems logical because he's the only contender in that race. And I don't work on a campaign, by the way. I don't work on any campaigns. I don't. I'm too mean. But he's the only consistent Second Amendment contender in that race. He is the only contender who is consistent on the Second Amendment. And you know, I've talked to him about 2A before, and I'm like, okay, let's see how far we're, let's see, let's see how consistent you are. I've grilled him. Not unlike, he's not unlike a, I gotta get this. I don't know, I go back and forth and if I want to play this ad, because it's so stupid. I was on, so I was on vacation, and I saw that 
uh, one of the other guys in the race, Greetings, he was the former governor. Now, I just want to set something straight here. He made a deal with Kim Gardner to leave his seat, to leave the governor's mansion. He did not do this because solely because Gardner, he didn't do it because Gardner was corrupt. Kim Gardner's corrupt. That's a separate. Oh, yeah, she's corrupt and Soros backed. But there was no witch hunt here. He tries to glom on to Trump and act like, oh, see, they went after Trump. Oh, they went after me, too. No, Trump actually didn't do stuff. That's not what was found with him. See, at the time all this was happening, you had Josh Hawley in a Senate race against Claire McCaskill. It was very close because Claire McCaskill has a lot of power in Missouri. And she's mean. And you had a Republican supermajority state legislature. And so that state legislature, those Republicans, after all of this stuff came out, and it wasn't just the lady in the basement, it was a bunch of other uh, finance stuff. They conducted a separate investigation. Now, a lot of these people who are super majority, then the super majority of the legislation, these are a lot of them are grassroots people, people who are more conservative than anybody who'd criticize them. They looked at the exact same evidence that Gardner had. They looked, they talked to the same witnesses. And it came out that there was enough evidence to merit impeachment. They met the measure. They didn't want to, but they met the measure and he had to be impeached. He was like days away, like three days away, apparently. Foreseeing this, knowing he was going to be impeached, Greetings went to Gardner And said, let's make a deal. So they made a deal. He would step down from the governor's seat if she, her office, didn't pursue any further action on those charges. Democrats thought they had a win. It was because she's corrupt that she made a deal with him, too. So let's get that straight. He was never exonerated, ever. In fact, it was quite the opposite. So now fast forward to this primary race. This is a guy who made, when he was elected governor, he made the Capitol, reversed decades of 60-some-odd years of precedent, made the Capitol a gun-free zone. Greetings. He made the Capitol a gun-free zone. He gave an interview where he bashed Missouri's Second Amendment Preservation Act using verbatim mom's demand language. You guys know how I feel about mom's demand. He was saying, oh, it's defunding the police. He literally, it was like he was reading their talking points. I've posted receipts on this. The thing is, Missouri, Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act was all about the federal government's not going to come in and try to force us. It was sort of like a, a Tenth Amendment thing. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you're not going to force us to uh, regulate, administer, etc. something here with regards to diminishment of Second Amendment rights. Also, I was told by a number of Second Amendment grassroots groups in Missouri that Greetings would not support constitutional carry. So it was funny when he did this ad and he has all these other guys bust into this house. I don't even know if I want to play it. Just a little bit of oh, go ahead and play a little bit of it. It's so dumb. I'm Eric Greitens, uh, Navy SEAL. And today geez. we're going rhino hunting. Okay, I can't handle rhino. any more of it. You ought to see this video out that was put out by SEAL guys about him. Always talking about him being a seal. Anyway, he has all these guys breach a door and then he comes in afterwards 
and is like, I'm going rhino hunting. Like you're hunting yourself? He is weaker on the Second Amendment than Mitch McConnell, which is a wild thing to say. I've never met this guy. I just don't like soft on. If you're soft on the Second Amendment, you're anti-Second Amendment, in my opinion. I don't like people like that, especially in the Senate. So I'm like, are you, you're hunting yourself? Did you breach your own door? Like, I don't get it. It's weird. So, yeah, that's why gun owners didn't endorse this guy. Gun owners of America endorsed Eric. He, they endorsed Eric Schmidt, the AG. Schmidt, is a, he's a good guy. He's not out there cloud chasing and making stupid videos. By the way, this is like I just when I when I watched this, when I watched the greetings video, I was like, this is like the leftist fetish come to life, busting down doors in American towns. That's like everything that the, the fascistic left has ever has ever dreamed about. And he makes an ad about, well, he was a Democrat until 2016. And when he couldn't get fast tracked to run for Democrats, he switched over to the Republican side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go look. Go look it up. So that's why now it makes sense that he made the Capitol a gun-free zone. It made sense that he wouldn't support constitutional carry. It made sense that he just spouts off mom's demand talking points so easily when bashing Second Amendment protections in my home state. Yeah, Eric Schmidt, he was endorsed again by Gun Owners of America this morning. It makes sense. I mean, if you, I, I just look at it this way. Uh, Schmidt's the most consistent candidate. If you want to turn in your guns, you can vote for somebody else. All right, we got more to get into. We got headlines on the way. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Hi, in Aberdeen, Scotland. Scientists in Scotland are testing the first ever medical treatment for a broken heart. Broken heart syndrome. It's, I'm going to say this, ready? Taco Tsubo? Tsubo? Taco Tuesday? Oh, I love taco. Uh, no, no. Uh, so I get taco Tsubo cardiomyopathy or broken heart syndrome. Affects, is that a thing for real? It affects thousands of people each year. They say that it actually may cause 1% to 2% of heart attacks. Heart attacks. Women are more likely to experience a condition than men, according to studies. Now, the University of Aberdeen, I don't know why I got to say it like that. That sounded more Irish. They're conducting a trial of exercise conditioning and psychological therapy for people who experience taco tsubo, taco tsubo, tsubo, cardiomyopathy. It has a T-S-U-B-O. Like, how do you say that? Uh, this study is going to span three years. And that's interesting. I didn't know. You know what else works? Rum. Tequila. That always works. Shh, responsibly. Stop, stop. The Lord. That works. A vegan burger hyped for tasting like human meat wins an award. What? What is... He, I'm not even going to ask. And uh, there's apparently giant African land scales, land snails coming. Uh-oh. That might be tasty. Uh-oh. I don't know. Let's talk. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. I personally believe that Clarence Thomas should be impeached beyond a shadow of a doubt. I am astonished that 
this is a position that is in any way controversial to anyone. The degree and extent of misconduct uh, that Clarence Thomas alone, um, in addition to several of his colleagues uh, have participated and engaged in, is foundationally delegitimizing to the Supreme Court. And it is our responsibility, our constitutional duty to rein them in. We're going to impeach justices for rulings we don't like. That was, do you have to guess? What do they call her, Minnie Mao? <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Welcome back to the program. I'm your lovable curmudgeonly host, Dana Lash. It's good to be with you. Happy Friday. The, uh, here on the eve of, independ- eve, eve of Independence Day. What exactly was, what is the delegitimizing behavior in which he engaged? I don't like what he did. That's not that you know that your opinion is does not alone merit impeachable offenses. What did Clarence Thomas do specifically that would merit his removal from SCOTUS? They have no answer to this. I just don't like this. Is a, I don't like what he did. It's a, It's not a right. Jeez. She constitutional duty to rein in and impeach justices for rulings. We don't. Yeah. Did he grab a steering wheel? Kane asks. That's a good question. She grabbed my steering wheel. Try to wreck my car. Totally. Mm. Does she? Does she get rid of her Tesla ever? The one that she illegally parked in front of Whole Foods. Yeah, I don't know All the time. Question. She said she was going to. Then we were like, "What are you going to illegally she's park?" Not. She's she's too bougie for Ford. She's not going to get no Ford. What are they? What are they? Leafs? Leaves? Whatever the hell they are. I don't know any other EVs. They all look dumb. I mean, the Tesla ones kind of look like robots, so that's kind of cool. But the other ones out there look just stupid. They look like little tiny clown cars. What, well, actually, that would be fitting for her. So, okay. Maybe we'll stick with that. They, um, they don't, they don't, I mean, they, they don't know what to do. I remember after Obamacare passed, everything that we heard from the left was, it's established law now. The Supreme Court determined it. It's law. That was the be-all, end-all for them. Never was the Supreme Court more legitimate than when Democrats were able to keep Obamacare. And now they think it's illegitimate. Why? That's, I mean, that's the talking point going around. It sounds kind of insurrectiony to me. That's a, one of the main pieces on the chessboard of this republic. But, yeah, I don't, it's, it's just, <sighs> audio soundbite 17, what's this about? What's this, let me hear this Biden audio. I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court. What? He, ad- he admitted it's a child and not a yeah, clump of cells? Go. There you go. It's a, yeah, it's a, there you go. He did, he did that. There you go. Uh, I just dropped some audio in Slack. So Corinne Jean-Pierre is apparently being asked a million questions. There was this piece that was out uh, that was saying that, that the White House press corps, well, the White House press corps, they sent her 
a line shut every now questions at, at uh, NATO or not NATO, sorry, G7 when he was talking about NATO. And this uh, this letter that they sent, like 60 some odd reporters sent this to her. And so she's being asked questions. Apparently, this this was this was new here at the uh, press conference that they they had. She this is bad. Listen. I don't have anything specific for you. Again, I don't I don't have anything specific here. Oh, I did not hear that part of the oh speech. Gosh. The president's focused on delivering for the American people. The president is focused on getting things done for the American people. I just don't have them in front of me. Um, so I was not on the background call. I, I mean, but I, I don't understand the, the, the question. I, I, that is not a question that we should be even asking. I, do not. I hope someone asks her. So how much are we saving this year on 4th of July, a uh, 4th of July stuff? Just to see what kind of what she says. Just to see. There was, yeah, this police, the, this police, this piece in Politico. I'm combining two things here. Apparently, it's not just the press that are unhappy with her. There's whispers. Politico is where they all go to gossip. Apparently, there are whispers that Democrats aren't pleased with her. She doesn't handle, she doesn't know how to uh deflect away from what she doesn't know and offer up what seems like kind of a satisfactory answer. I will say that Jen Psaki, for as wrong as she is on politics, she wasn't bad at that. And I do get the sense, I just feel like Jen Psaki, at least when it comes to Democrat politics, was a little bit more knowledgeable than Corinne Jean-Pierre. I mean, Jean-Pierre seems friendly and all, way more, she seems friendlier than Psaki, but Psaki just seemed... She see well. She just seemed more in the know with what was going on with her party's positions. It's just weird. I don't know. It's it's, but she's. I, I'm wondering how long she's going to last in that position. Not quite sure. Hmm. And this, the January sixth committee, they have not released that Ro- the Robert Engel and uh, what is it, Anthony Ornato, those depositions from what i understand i was reading uh, a couple of pieces about this one was at nro and then there was another one uh, over at the hill they said that this was after of course that hearsay perjury of cassidy hutchinson everyone did you see the headlines the discrediting of cassidy hutchinson begins she discredited herself Democrats actually did because they didn't bother to corroborate her story with the very people that she named while telling it so Tony Ornato and Robert Engel, White House Operations Director and Secret Service Agent, respectively, apparently they, I, I mean, are they going to release any kind of, they should release the depositions. I mean, it's, it should. But this is, Hutchinson gave this fantastical story in which she named these two men. They, sl- they, put it out everywhere she didn't actually see what happened inside of the limo the presidential limo she testifies under oath but i'm just wondering she's being contradicted i mean she wouldn't even i don't even think that she would be allowed to testify about this in a real trial because she's testifying about something that she didn't see and she was given information by apparently people who can't be named See, the media doesn't have to name their sources. They can be anonymous, and they don't have to swear in. So we're, and you know, we do, still don't have the Supreme Court leaker either, by the way. Yeah. 
We still don't know who that is. I'm just, I'm just curious. Are they going to release those depositions when they happen? Or was this like their big, this their firework? I'm just, I'm curious about this. Still, I didn't do anything. It didn't do anything to move, to move voters. It hasn't done anything. Yeah, audio, this was your audio soundbite seven. Liz Cheney, I have no idea what her intentions are. Are she just going to burn all, burn the bridge with her standing on it? She was asked if the committee actually corroborated the claims that Cassidy Hutchinson made, and she got pretty evasive in this answer. Listen. Did you seek testimony from Tony Ornato or Robert Engel uh, to corroborate or to refute what she said? Um, I don't want to get into too many details. Uh, the committee has spoken to both uh, Mr. Ornato and Mr. Engel, and... We uh, welcome additional testimony um, under oath from both of them and from anybody else in the Secret Service who has information about any of these issues. Do you expect that that testimony will be live testimony under oath like like her testimony and for the world to see? How is that going to happen? Look, we, we have been working with the Secret Service. We've interviewed, as I said, a number of individuals in the Secret Service. Um, we will continue to do so. And um, I think it is important that their testimony be under oath. Oh, goodness. So did you corroborate it or not before you decided? Simple question. I mean, they're acting like not answering that's their ace in the hole. It's so dumb. This is so dumb. Not as dumb as audio soundbite 11. Listen to this. Two senators. If we pick up two Democratic senators who will help us get rid of the filibuster, which the president has now said he's on board for that, and who will give us Roe versus Wade. Two senators, and yes, John Fetterman, I am looking at you in Pennsylvania. Yes, Mandela Barnes, I'm looking at you in Wisconsin. Guess she got that special pipe again there, Liawatha. I don't know what else. What else? uh, Golly. Yes, we're going to, we'll get two senators, we'll get two extra senators. This, I think the more she speaks, the worse it is for Democrats. And I'm all about her speaking and going on all these late night talk shows and doing this. Absolutely. By the way, that's not going to happen. I don't think Warnock is not going to win. He's not going to win in Georgia. Democrats will be lucky if they maintain the 50-50 status quo right now in the Senate. That's it. They will be lucky if they're able to do that. Because all the momentum and the enthusiasm measurably is on the Republican side. Yeah, and Mark Kelly's super vulnerable in Arizona. That's why he pivoted to, to be moderate these past few months. Yeah, and, and Warnock, nah, Warnock's not going to win. This is not going to happen. I'd be shocked. You got a couple of other, you got Nevada, you got Missouri. So if, they, if that seat can be kept, it all depends on who ends up winning that Republican nomination there. Because if it's not Schmidt, they'll lose it. So, but her, we'll, if we, we will eliminate the filibuster if we pick up two. You're, but the thing is, is you eliminate the filibuster, then what are you going to do after Republicans take over everything and win in 2024? Harry Reid was warned about this. Why do you think that we got all the, why do you think there's a conservative majority in the Supreme Court? Because Harry Reid screwed up. He enabled that whole thing. That's his legacy. It's hysterical. We have Florida man on the way, ladies and gents. 
And we have a whole other hour of program. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. We got on the telephone. He suggested we call the leader of, of Switzerland. Switzerland, my good, my goodness. I'm, I'm getting really anxious here about expanding NATO. Anxious about expanding NATO? Like, he meant to say Sweden, but it didn't. It's just, it's appropriate that we start Florida Man with Joe Biden. It's appropriate. Let's go ahead and kick it. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Oh, where to start? So a Florida man decides to attack his elderly boss with a hatchet. He's He attacks his elderly boss, shot him in the face Tuesday night. That's horrible. Freddie Valley, 47, pulled up in his vehicle to the 77-year-old victim's property in Enterprise, Florida, where he also lives in a barn apartment. Like, what? can you tell us more about the barn apartment? I'm curious. Valley approached the victim. He's his boss and landlord with a hatchet. And he handed the hatchet to the victim and then quickly grabbed it back and threatened to kill him. That's weird. And then he swung the hatchet at the older man. The older man fell to the ground. So they had a fight with a hatchet. Uh, after he assaulted the 77-year-old, uh, the, he fled, and the victim called 911. The 77-year-old was treated at a local hospital uh, for a wound to the face, laceration to his right thigh. His injuries were non-life-threatening. So they uh, took Valley into custody at a Walmart in Deltona. And he's got first-degree murder, uh, been held without bail. Of course he is, because he's a nutshell. Uh, also, oh boy, a Florida man set his boss's house on fire because spirits told him to, say deputies. <sighs> his eyebrows are interesting and his mugshot. They look like they were microbladed. Anyway, Pinellas County, Florida. Florida man was arrested Wednesday after deputies said he was caught on camera setting his boss's house on fire in May because spirits told him to. Thon Ha, 54, was caught on multiple surveillance videos approaching the newly constructed St. Petersburg home. See what I mean about the eyebrows? Around 11.50 a.m., May 30, he's riding a bicycle. He took the bicycle to a stop sign and walked to the home. He tried to cover his face with a shirt, according to the arresting documents. Five minutes later, he was captured on camera running away from the home back to his bicycle, and he rode away. Deputies said Ha was identified by the potential buyers as one of their employees. And when deputies, when deputies questioned him, he said he wasn't upset or anything at his employer. He said he started the fire because spirits told him to. Ooh. He was charged with arson in the second degree, $10,000 bond. Or was he on drugs? It doesn't say anything about that. For real, the eyebrows. That's not right. Dude, that's not right. <sighs> Be careful going in the shark's house. Girl loses a leg after a nine-foot shark attacks her. At a Florida beach. She was off the coast of Keaton Beach in Florida. Taylor County Sheriff's Office said the girl was not identified. She was scalloping with her family in about five feet of water near Grassy Island. Now, officials did not say what type of shark attacked the girl, but they did say it was about nine feet long. What, like a uh, tiger shark? Might be a tiger shark. Aren't they pretty aggressive? A family member jumped into the water and fought off the shark. She was airlifted to a hospital in Tallahassee about 80 miles away. They said that they beat the shark in its head until the juvenile was free. That's the 
sheriff's office in the news release. They said she went underwent emergency surgery and she's going to likely lose her leg. That is so sad. Swimmers are told to be cautious and vigilant in the water. Avoid sandbars where sharks like to congregate. Don't swim near a large school of fish. Avoid erratic movements. Don't taunt the shark. Don't look at it. Don't breathe. Don't really do anything. Just float above the water if you can and maybe hope to get some splashes as a, as a way to cool down. I don't know. I have a story, by the way, about a shark when we were in the Exumas. Oh, yes, I do. So I will share that story with you. Oh, it's, it's, it is as ridiculous as you would expect it is. I mean, I've gotten to a literal slap fight with a chimpanzee once, and I kicked the skunk when I was four. So it's going to be ridiculous. So stay tuned. I'll share that with you coming up. One hour left. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. So Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. Oh, well. There you go. Just just gird your loins. It's going to as long as it takes or whatever. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Third hour of our program as we wrap up this week, head into Independence Day weekend, after which I'll be back behind the mic on that Wednesday. Yes. So it's this is not good news that they will keep this course, not increase any domestic output. Small business owners, Kane and I were talking a little bit earlier. We're, I mean, we're in a recession. We're not preparing for it. Maybe they have, they won't, well, they're not going to officially announce it. That just hurts Democrats more coming up in November. But they said 86%, this is uh, coming from the Small Business Policy and Economic Council. They say that 88% of small business owners, they think that the recession will hit them in the next six to 12 months. And all of them are concerned. They said 62% of business owners, the Small Business Council, are cutting back on their spending and investments, which is going to have a massive impact on multiple sectors throughout the economy. The top of the list is business travel, updating. That's, it. That's number one. Cutting back on their expenses, First up is business travel. Second is updating equipment and technology, followed by new hiring. Hmm. Third, donations and charity. Fourth, advertising. Fifth, marketing and business development, followed by memberships and subscriptions, then payroll and at last benefits. One of the first things that signals definitely that you are in that bad bad economic times the first two things that are always cut charitable donations and advertising and marketing budgets that affects everything they have to they're they're they they're trying to figure out what can they do to stave off they just all these businesses just got through a lockdown and we had three years which i think it was a mistake to shut down the american economy in fact, it was stupid to shut down the American economy. Biggest economy in the world. You can't shut it down. Yet still, we would not have had to have gone or be going through this had we kept these recovery efforts, low taxation, low, low, lower taxes on businesses, etc. If we just allowed 
business to operate if we just allowed people to do what they do. But now with this administration, they want more taxes. They want to spend money on federal projects. It's just dumb. It's not surprising. 9% of them thought that Biden's policies made it easy to start or grow a business. How many? 9%. I'm surprised it's that much. Thank you. 9%. That's from their 20 their their latest data 2022 survey. Jeez. Oh, and that was uh it new startups. Goodness. And you have additionally the labor department moving to curtail the independent contractors, etc., the the gig workers, the gig economy. It's raising small business costs, undermining workplace flexibility. And you're expanding overtime regulations too. That's one of the that's one of the things that they're that they are pushing this administration. Yeah, there's uh, it's but 44% said that conditions were poor. Yeah, they're going to go after your Etsy and your eBay sales. All business owners, 92%, are concerned about inflation. Sadly, only 38% of them are optimistic that their business is even going to survive. It's just, when you look at the list of priorities that business owners have, particularly small business owners, which drive the economy, it is not the pronouns and everything else that they constantly push. Abortion doesn't, it's not up here. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't even, doesn't even rank on the top 10. Not even, not nowhere near here. The survey asked, how much will your company's competitiveness suffer if there were new costs imposed due to more government regulation? The majority said, my costs will increase. And it went, the majority went between uh, they're not going to be able to compete with larger uh, competitors. They would have a difficult time growing. They would have less capital to invest in their business to grow it. Uh, their costs will increase. Their business may even be forced to close. I mean, it was pretty, pretty wild. These are, these are pretty damning numbers. And yet they persist, the left. <laughs> it's just wild. All right, so a few other things I want to make sure that we hit on here as we take you into the weekend. So in West Hollywood, this is dumb, Democrats have decided that they're going to defund their police and replace them with unarmed security ambassadors. ABC says they are reimagining public safety in West Hollywood. The city council voted three to two in favor of eliminating four Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies over the next nine months. One deputy on average cost the city $330,000 a year. So they're replacing them. What the hell is a security ambassador? What is, I mean, when you think of what ambassadors do, what do ambassadors do? Yeah. What, what do you need a security ambassador? Why somebody who's can't because they said they actually are basically telling people, look, you know, if you go out, you're probably going to get robbed. Just FYI. They said that the West Hollywood saw a near 60 percent increase in average monthly crime from this time last year to current time. 
That's pretty damning. 60, 59%, actually, it's, I mean, round up, it's 60%. 28% increase from the average between 2015 and 2019. The biggest increase is, is theft. And share, the sheriff, Alex Villanueva, believes that the majority of residents are actually kind of opposed to this. Jeez. So they're going to remove two deputies in three months. Three more deputies will be removed six months after. And that's if the council agrees to continue to go through with that. And that's what they're they're going to. They're going to replace them with a security. They don't even actually I'm looking at this. They don't even actually say what the security ambassador does. Have you seen people in broad daylight in California just breaking into stores and stealing things? Do you think that somebody out there waving a badge and nothing more is going to Jeez. They had this uh, councilwoman, Lindsay Horvath. She says, quote, prioritizing people's safety doesn't just mean people with guns and badges on streets. It kind of does. Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of does. So they have these security ambassadors and one of the goofiest things ever to patrol the city by foot and on bikes. It's $70,000 a person. They're going to use the money that they eliminate, that they say from eliminating the four sheriff's deputies and they're going to hire unarmed nerds on bikes. Glorified hall monitors. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. And then of course the mayor says the mayor pro tem says, "Well, if it's not working out in a year, we can, you know, we can always reshuffle and just reimagine again." Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm really sure. But if you don't have any people left there cuz they all have to leave because of the increasing crime. What if you don't have anybody to left? You know, yeah. You don't need you won't need to reimagine it. How much money would you take to give up your seat on a plane since so many airlines have been apparently overbooking? Delta, there was this flight that uh, from Delta, they were supposed to go from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Minnesota. And then it was very apparent that they had overbooked the flight. I don't know if I've ever been on a flight in recent memory where they haven't offered people something for giving up their seat. So... Delta, they they began asking people for volunteers to take a later flight. Nobody said anything. And Juan says he was on American and last week and they offered somebody they were offering a thousand dollars to give up your seat. Wow. On this flight with Delta, I think they started at something like that and it went up to ten thousand dollars cash. Not credit. Or not, you know, future or the miles or anything else. Cash. So they finally were able to get the number of volunteers, according to Yahoo News, and they departed only 20 minutes later than scheduled. That's crazy. They had uh, this, they, they were talking to people who were on the flight. They said that a gate, a flight attendant came on and said they were looking for eight volunteers, 10,000 cash each. If you have Apple Pay, you'll have the money right now, they said. Wow. They said that they were canceling tons of flights because of staffing shortages. Apparently, July 4th, the day of Independence Day, is supposed to be the least travel day. And apparently today's the craziest travel day for summer. Just wow. So, yeah, they said that they uh, had people the opening. They said that one agent made an opening bid of $5,000 while people were at the gate. Then they bumped it up to $7,500. Then it, it got 10000 then people were on board for 10000 Would you give up your seat for 10000 
You yeah, would? I'd do that. I'd totally do that. And then I'd rent a car and drive to where I had to go. Man. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I'd do that. I don't... No. I think it depends on where you're going. I don't and like to be inconvenienced. Where you're going and what you're doing when you get there. Like, if you're going and it's not just a family thing or a friend thing, but it's an actual job thing and, you know, you're there to make some money. Yeah. I'd, yeah, but time is money, you know? It's like... Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I could literally just drive to my family and still have like $9,000 left. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think I would. Steve, would you? Would you take money? What What would you not take? Let me ask that. What kind of, like, what if they said, oh, well, here's $1,000, like a, a wands flight. Is that enough for you? What's the lowest I would, like, Yeah, what's decline? the lowest you would take? Uh-huh. It all depends on where I was going. If I was going to just hang out, then I'd probably take more. But if I'm going to, like, Vegas... Or like me go to a party like Miami. Like I feel like any money would be sweet. I just miss a night. That's all right. You could double down the next night. <laughs> double down the next night. Oh man, make good choices, Steve. I tell him that every time. Like I'm always have a great weekend. Make good choices. I don't know. I just don't think I would. I he- I hear it all the time now. I they the flight that we were on. I think when we were going from Nassau back to Dallas, they were offering people like miles or something like that. But nobody took. Nobody's taking it. How do you oversell a flight too? How does that even happen? Common practice. It's what they but, do. Uh, but how does it, like, how is that, how does it happen? You by, can you can oversell a flight? By them selling more tickets than they have seats. You know how Richard Branson started Virgin Airlines? He was on his way. I think he actually was going to the Caribbean. And the flight kept getting delayed. And it was like the several times he'd try to get down there and flights were getting canceled. So he chartered uh, a plane. And he told people in the airport, if you're going to this location, you know, you can give me X amount of dollars and you can get a seat on this private plane. So he chartered a jet and then he sold the seats on this charter jet to people who were going where he was going. And that's how Virgin apparently got started. I actually, I'm telling you, when we were going through Nassau Customs, I was thinking about doing that. I was thinking about pulling a Richard Branson and being like, eh, if I charter a plane and then make up for the cost of it by selling out seats at a cheaper price, guaranteeing that people are going to get to this destination at X amount, you know, a certain time. Anyway, it's going to be crazy this weekend. That's all I'm going to say. Dang. We have more to come, folks. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, according to this report, there's warnings of a car market collapse if electric vehicles don't get cheaper. One of Europe's biggest automakers warned after a landmark deal to phase out combustion engines that the industry's doomed unless EVs get less expensive, which isn't going to happen because China controls the rare earth minerals that are used in those. They said EV prices are increasing at a dizzying pace. It's Stellantis and V. They're looking at trying to cut the cost of making their vehicles by 40% by 2030. Uh, but uh, they don't know. They said if they, it's the this whole market, they said it'll collapse if they don't get cheaper, which is true. An airline has debuted the this looks horrible. The next level bunk bed pods for economy flyers. This looks like a nightmare. Air New Zealand, they are going to basically shove you in like sardines, and you can book a four-hour bunk, a four-hour spot in a bunk bed, and you're right next to someone else. That's nasty. It's nasty. It's disgusting. People are going to take their shoes off. It's gross. 
An armed elderly, elderly man defends himself, critically injures a burglar after a gang tries to break into his California home. 93 years old, they FAFO'd. That's what happened. And he tried to make a citizen's arrest, repeatedly warned the robbers that he had a gun. They didn't care. And he goes, quote, it was just like somebody comes to a gunfight with a pocket knife. And he he did shot at one of his critical condition. The others fled. So there you go. Uh, also, uh, fears. People are afraid. Every, this is like the third time this has happened. A study shows that AI quickly becomes bigoted after learning toxic stereotypes on the internet. Yeah, there you go. And Bill Gates won legal approval to buy a huge swath of North Dakota farmland worth $13 million after outcry from residents who say they're being exploited. Stick with us. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter over at Substack Chapter and Verse. All kinds of stuff sent out to you daily. Keeps you updated as to what we're going to be discussing on the show, guests, all kinds of stuff. So I, I have two stories for you. The first, and I'll start with this. So we went no, last week on vacation. We were in the Exumas. We were actually right by Pig Beach. And if you have never been to Pig Beach, it looks very beautiful on Instagram. The water around it's gorgeous, and it's it's this island that has pigs on it. <laughs> pigs aren't native to the island; they're on a, a a key that's not populated. There's no settlement there, so they you know there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation as to how in the world these pigs got here. So anyway, I was talking to some other folks that we would you know we were kind of island hopping around the Exumas, and I was talking to some other folks. And I was asking them, you know, you always ask, you know, what's your itinerary? What are you thinking about doing today? What's your favorite, you know, thing that you've done? You're just making small talk. And it was funny because one of the uh, one of the families there, the mom was saying, well, I can tell you what uh, I would advise you to not do. And I'm like, ooh, this sounds juicy. What? She's like, I would say to avoid Pig Beach. And I thought it was going to be, oh, because it's crowded. You know, my my youngest son is hysterical. He's like, that's just satanic swimming pigs it's just satanic i you know i was thinking more of like a a cleanliness factor but uh she i was and i also after she told me this i was like well you know is it crowded i can imagine it's probably probably a lot of boats going in she's like no 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 uh she said that her youngest was getting out of the boat and saw a baby pig that she wanted to go and pet and at the same time a big sow big lady pig was to the right and took a massive dump right in the water, right there by her daughter. And she said, I didn't, I discovered strength that I did not know that I had. I lifted my child out of the water one-handed and literally lifted her back onto the boat. And I was like, that's impressive. So anyway, we were right there and I'm like, well, you know, we decided we'll kind of drive by, but we're not going to get off because the pigs sometimes try to get on the boat. They were docile, seemingly so, the day that we were there. You feed them stuff and uh, you just, you know, they're pigs. You got to be, you know, they're, they're wild animals. They got to be careful. They're feral hogs, really. They're not like little funny little cutie farm pigs. So anyway, we got close enough and they seemed kind of docile. And I just happened to look down. And I saw a myriad of floaters in the water. What they don't tell you and what they're careful about omitting from all those beautiful photos on Instagram 
is that they actually do, in fact, go where they eat. And you are dealing with, like, pig poop in the water and on the beach, and then there's birds there, and it's just a whole nightmare. And it's, like, my worst nightmare as a germaphobe, right? I don't know how people don't come back with, you know, just epidemics of pink eye. I don't know. So... We did not get out of the boat. We did not feed any pigs. I took a couple pictures from pretty far out, and that was it. I'm like, eh, we saw them. Bye. Going. I mean, you know, I, my grandpa had pigs. There were, I, I had family members that had pigs. Southern Missouri, you know, they're farmers. I, I've seen a pig. Pigs swimming, no different. Anyway, I just thought it was hysterical because I'm reading this dumb Daily Mail piece. I saw this when I was on break, and they were like, oh, Pig Beach is one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. I'm like, are you on crack? <laughs> So anyway, my other story about vacation, and I've told you guys stories about the time I've been in a slap fight with an actual literal chimpanzee when I was a little kid, and how I could probably fight off a goat headbutting it. I've gotten, I mean, and I've had a fight with a squirrel. Certain animals just don't like me. Anyway, so my, the day before is my husband's birthday. We're in the Exumas, and we go to Compass Key, beautiful area. They have a ton of nurse sharks there, and they just let you get in the water with them. They, they look like giant catfish. I got to be real. Nurse sharks are very deceiving. I was looking at them, and instead of feeling scared, I was really kind of hungry because they look like giant catfish. They have, like, the mouths on the other side. They're just weird little things. And anyway, we get in the water, and my husband's all excited. He's like, oh, he's like a, he's like a little kid. He's, you know, petting sharks. The, and, you know, granted, my kids are pretty stoked, too. And so he had a new shark friend for his birthday, birthday shark. So later on that day, and this is, you know, the first time we've ever been to the Exumas, and it's a magical place, and I would encourage it if you can. We're on our little power boat. We're island hopping, going here and there. And so we pull up, and we're going to have a little picnic lunch on our boat, swim a little bit before we retire for the day. My husband's on the beach looking around. Everything's beautiful, and he starts following something. He thought it was rocks in the water. Then it moved. Now, he had just had like an hour-long session with some nurse sharks. You, you, to The landing fee at Compass Key is like 15 bucks a person. You get out, you pet the sharks. They feed them. The sharks love it. It's crazy. And he had just spent a lot of time petting a sharks, all these different types of sharks, all nurse sharks. And I guess after you spend a certain amount of time with a nurse shark, you feel like you know all the nurse sharks. Maybe you can pet other ones too. So I was in the water at this point. My youngest was in the water and Chris was, he was walking on the beach and he thought he saw some rocks. And in fact, it was not. It was a much larger nurse shark. He estimates anywhere from like 12 to 15 feet. I don't even know if they get that big because I'm never around them long enough to see. And he had this idea like, I want to pet this one too. And then as he started walking towards it and getting closer, he realized how big it was. And then he realized maybe this one isn't as docile as the ones that we saw in Compass Key. In Compass Key. And all he said something to me, he yelled out, hey, there's a shark over here. All I heard was shark. And I mentally yeeted my youngest child onto the boat. I don't even know what happened. All I know is that my Apple Watch was like, oh, your heart rate got crazy high. And the next thing I knew, I was clinging to the boat. My son was on it. He was like, what is wrong with you? He's bigger than me, by the way. He's like, what is wrong with you? Like he had just, and all I knew is I heard shark and that was it. I was in the shark's house. I was going to get eight and I'm done. And it swam away. I mean, there was no, anyway. 
there was no f- epic fight between me and the shark. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's, you know, I don't even know how my youngest got on the boat. He was not happy about it. But anyway, you can't pet all the sharks in the exhibit. They don't really have big sharks there because the water's really shallow. I mean, in some parts, it's like maybe 17 feet deep. I guess you can get some sharks in there, but it's like really shallow everywhere else. You actually have to be very careful when you're out boating because not every boat can go on these. There's sandbars everywhere and it is deceptive, but it's beautiful. So anyway, that's my that's my story. I would not recommend the pig beach i'm sure that they're lovely and i'm sure somebody makes money off of it but i just that's not my jam i don't want to be in there with pig turds this is not my jam and it's nasty would you Kane? would you go did you know that that happened i, I mean i know they I go somewhere but i didn't know i thought that. somebody would train them not to take a dump in the water next to the tourists does, does the area around the beach have anything to offer like no restaurants no or? there's no it's there's no one on that thing it's a literally an uninhabited island tiki huts with rum nothing drinks. like that nothing, nothing like that okay no then, yeah, do no. you want to pet a pig or look at pig turds? No. Okay, then you're can, out of luck. can do that here. You are <laughs> out of luck. <laughs> so that's, I don't know why that, and I saw this on here, it's listed as one of the most beautiful beaches. I'm like, how? How though? Do they tell the people that? I just don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe some people are really excited about seeing pigs. I've seen pigs. I've seen them in a multitude of different ways, including between bread on my plate. Just not into seeing them. Do what I just described on the beach. You did send pictures, though, of uh, the, the shark petting stuff and mm-hmm. the shark feeding thing. Yeah. It seems like that they completely avoid biting people because they don't want to bite the hands that feed them. Well, they obviously. also say, please don't do something stupid and obvious like stick your hands in the sh- the shark's mouth. Oh, well, <laughs> people have to be told that. One last story. And then I got other stuff. So we had boated to Farmer's Key at one point. That's a small settlement. There's like 60, 70 people there. Great. Had conch salad. It's amazing. And I, I think, you know, when you are on, when you grow up and you live on an island, you're used to seeing all kinds of animals, including barracuda, which are the most terrifying. I think I'm scared of them more than I am a shark. They're mean. And one stalked me because we were swimming with turtles and I made a turtle friend and it was just wild. I felt like, you know, it was, I felt like Nat Geo. And I kept seeing this damn barracuda follow me everywhere. And apparently, when, they're, when they get silver, isn't that when they're mad and they're going to get you or something? Yeah, they change color. I think I'm wrong. But it's... <laughs> no, they do, for real. I just don't know what color they change to. I think if they get silvery, that means you're about to die. I think. Or something bad's going to happen. But every single time, and I filmed it even, I would put, I'd put my camera underwater and then there it was. Every time I moved, anytime I put my camera under, there it was. It was creepy. But I don't, yeah, but the turtle would chase it away. It was scared of the turtle because the turtle would just smack it with its flipper, flipper thing. Anyway, so there's my stories. I didn't get to. It says barracudas do that they can change color to match the background environment. I don't know if it signals they're going to attack. Oh, I think they're mad. I think it was mad. It was mad at me. Yeah. Well, and I also think it was like, why don't you have any food for me? I'm like, I don't know what you eat, people. Like, what do you eat? I don't know a lot about barracuda, except there was a great song by the Wilson sisters back in the day i think that was like in the 70s or something anyway so there are my stories they're my vacation stories i know i don't i didn't get eaten by a shark and i didn't you know get into a fight with a pig so there you have it all right so a few other things i'm going to make sure that i have you set up for the weekend uh oh here's one last headline do you want to you all know this i realize that i'm just telling you some some things some of you might know the cost of popular cookout foods rose 17 percent this year Led by beef, 36% increase in ground beef. 
33% increase in boneless, skinless chicken breasts. It's actually easier just to buy the whole bird and chop it up and cheaper. Uh, 33 per- 33% pork and beans. Do you say pork and beans or pork and beans? No, it's just N. Okay. Just the letter N. That's an increase. Uh, let's see. The least increase was chocolate chip cookies. You just, why wouldn't you just make it? Oh, no, sorry. A bag of potato chips. That's 4% increase. So there you go. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. So, gymnastics star Simone Biles, actor Denzel Washington, Steve Jobs, posthumously, they have been named as recipients of America's highest civilian honor, said the White House today. 17 Americans were were designated to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And I now Denzel Washington is my favorite actor. I think that's totally fine. I think obviously Jobs. I think I think Biles is deserving. But why is Megan Rapinoe on there? I mean, I don't get it. Diana Ross is on there too. So is Robert De Niro. Why is Megan Rapinoe on there? For real. Uh, because she's you know blah, 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 I just jeez yeah so because she complains I don't know I'm just not I I just she I find her to be grating I'm not I don't know I Steve I mean the others I can get well not all of them I don't understand why they're on there but uh the ones I listed yeah she's a uh, didn't she get beat by a bunch of teenagers when they played some teenage boys down in dallas just saying i thought i thought that's how the story went if i'm remembering it correctly which i know i am Mm. one last quick weird 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 headline and so amazon this is horrible amazon apparently this is ars technica used a kid's dead grandma in a morbid demo of an alexa audio deepfake they're trying to figure out how to make its Alexa voice assistant deep face the voice of anyone dead or alive with a short recording. And they demoed the feature at one of their conferences in Vegas this week. And they oh, it's just that's horrible. That's horrible. They played a video demo where a kid asked Alexa if their grandmother could finish reading the Wizard of Oz. And then apparently it used the grandma's voice to read. That's creepy. I just had a headline for you about how AI is getting bigoted. And now you got this. This is creepy. This is some straight up Matrix stuff. The deep baking, that's a real controversial. Why would they're, you do that? They're going to use this for nefarious purposes. Oh, you it's know not, they will. There's no other reason to use it. I would hope that as this technology progresses, so too does the ability to detect whether or not it's real or fake. Correct? Do you think it? I mean, I hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be like, uh, what was that movie with, uh, was it a Minority Report? Was that what it was with Tom Cruise? And it was like, uh, 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 you, it would predict what you would do or thought it could predict what you would do and it would arrest you for pre-crime. Something ridiculous, kind of like Red Flag Law. Just saying, you know, Red Flag Law is very similar. All right, folks, I will be back behind the mic with you on Wednesday, Independence Day weekend. And uh, we'll... I'll send out uh, for you subscribers to the newsletter over at Substack. You'll get uh, some headlines. And, of course, any breaking stuff we'll cover there as well. And I hope you have a great – don't bl- don't remember with the fireworks. Don't blow your hands off. It, well, we can't light any off here in Texas because the 
drought, and I think we're, we'll get severely fined, won't we? Anyway, all right, today in Stupidity Cane. All right, it's acting governor of New York, uh, Kathy. Is it Hochul or Hochul? Hochul, I think. Is it Hochul? I like to um, say Hochul. She claims she doesn't need to have any numbers in order to justify her going after law-abiding citizens. Listen to committing this. Committing crimes because the lawful gun owner will say that you're attacking the wrong person. It's really people that are getting these guns illegally that are causing the violence, not the people going and getting the permit legally and that's the basis for the whole supreme court argument do you have the numbers i don't need to have numbers i don't need i don't have to have a data point to point to to say that this is going to make all i know is i have a responsibility to the people of the well, state you don't have i don't have any facts right i just have feelings that's right all i have is my feels agendas and feels Jeez. yeah because because uh permit holders are the most law-abiding there have been studies on this Complete, they're the most law-abiding Americans. But that's just sort of, just like how Gavin Newsom flagged everybody with his little demo. She is, she, Hochul doesn't know anything. Folks, have a wonderful, safe, Independence Day weekend. Grateful for this nation. God bless. Back with you Wednesday.